Welcome to Yoke Talk, a look behind the scenes at Yoke Youth Ministries. Yoke is transforming communities by mentoring middle school students, equipping young leaders, engaging local churches, and enriching local schools. And in each episode of Yoke Talk, we have a conversation with the people who are making that happen. Hello again, Yoke family. This is Jonathan with another episode of Yoke Talk. And as most of you know, Yoke uh, started with one after-school program at what used to be Christenberry Junior High back in 1977. Now, more than 40 years later, we have after-school programs at 31 middle schools in six counties. And of course, none of that would be possible without uh, an army of volunteers. All this month, uh, we're talking with some of our uh, I don't know how to put this. I don't want to make it sound bad. Historic figures. <laughs> People who've made a difference uh, through the years. We have a saying here at Yoke that once a Yoke folk, always a Yoke folk. So we're, we're going to be talking this month to people who've made a difference and continue to make a difference uh, in Yoke uh, as, a, as, a, as volunteers in different capacities. We're kicking it off today with our good friend, Gary Drennan. Gary, welcome to the podcast. Well, I would say thank you, except for you just referred to me as a historical figure. You're so, a historic uh, figure. You're a historic <laughs> persona, infamous in the uh, the annals of Yoke history. I'm not sure if that's supposed to be offensive or not, so I'm going to say thank you. <laughs> I would never say anything to offend you, Gary. Well, I appreciate that. So, uh, Gary, introduce yourself to the Yoke family and tell us a little bit about what you do. So, I... Um, I live in West Knoxville. I own a small marketing public relations company. We primarily work with political campaigns and local governments. I started doing that when I was in college, and uh, I guess I'm crazy because I'm still doing it now. I um, grew up here in Knoxville, went to um, Norwood Northwest at Rangers and uh, Central High School, and went to Maribel College. I uh, uh, came to know Yoke when I was at Northwest. I had a, uh, a neighbor who lived a couple streets away who was a Yoke folk, a guy named Travis Kerr. And uh, Travis had reached out to me and told me about Yoke when I was in sixth grade. And so uh started going and, and it was a uh, important part of my life. So I'm happy to be here to talk about it. So you were a Yoke kid at Northwest Middle School back in the day. I was. I was not, too not only a Yoke kid, but a long-standing uh, crush champion. Uh, crush champion. champion. Very good. Oh, yeah. So you held that title for a while, huh? I did. I think it was the Reebok pumps. Um, <laughs> pump those up really well so uh, uh, I could uh, crush it as flat as possible. You had a certain number listening of pumps. Don't know what re- <laughs> Probably a lot of people listening don't know what Reebok pumps were, but they were um, some very cool shoes when I was a kid in the 80s. Well, that uh, this will tell you that there's some uh, there's some age gap between me and you because I remember Reebok pumps from uh, from my days as a manager with Foot Locker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were selling them. <laughs> well, my grandparents were buying them. Um, my parents weren't at all interested in spending that kind of money on a pair of shoes. So I knew how to sweet talk my grandmother to get a pair of uh, yeah. Reebok pumps or Nike Air Jordans. A few extra chores around the house, right? Absolutely. So uh, what did uh, what did Yoke mean to you as a kid? What are, what are some of your favorite memories? 
So, you know, I, I developed great relationships with not only the yoke folk, but a lot of uh, other kids that I didn't know mm. any other way except through yoke. And I, I think that's something that we don't always think about. We think about the important relationships formed with uh, the yoke folk, but I also built some great relationships with friends. It gave me something social that um, I could participate in that I really enjoyed. I felt like I belonged. Um, uh, enjoyed the you know the message of course but it, it you know more than anything it was a sense of belonging um in a in a great organization to to be part of yeah that's really neat uh when i'm telling people about yoke uh, that's one of the things i talk about is uh, the healthy relationships that form and and you're right it's not just with uh with mentors which is great but you also get a chance to form uh, healthy relationships with peers and uh, people with uh, with which you have things in common. So I'm, I'm really glad to hear you say that. And the uh, the sense of belonging is huge too. Um, yeah, you know, the going from Norwood to Northwest was a, a big adjustment. Northwest has, I don't know what the number is now, but back then it had a ton of feeder schools um, mm -hmm. from all different backgrounds. And so there was a, an overwhelming and go a lot sense. of different directions too. That's right. Feed into a lot of different high schools. So there was a, a, to me, it was difficult in sixth grade to grasp, you know, this is a whole new world. The, the ethnic makeup is totally different. The background socioeconomic is totally different. I mean, it, it was a totally different world and Yoke had a um, sort of calming effect on me as a sixth grader of, okay, here's a place where, I can get to know people on a smaller scale. That's another big change that, you know, going from fifth grade where you're in a class with 25 other kids or whatever it is, and then going to a, a middle school where you're changing classes and there's so many more kids in the building, it, it can be a bit overwhelming and Yoke can help you kind of break that down into a, a bite-sized chunk. That's great. And uh, like a lot of Yoke kids, uh, you went on to become a Yoke folk as well. I did. I uh, actually um, uh, enjoyed that stop in between as a future folk as well. Um, okay. which, uh, I, I think that we were the prime um, janitorial folks at camp <laughs> as a future folk, but uh, uh, certainly enjoyed the, the time doing that. And yeah, I, for I those of I mean, you, let me let me interrupt for just a second. For those of you who don't know, we do have a uh, Yoke does have a, a leadership development program called Future Folk, and that's what Gary's returning uh, referring to. Uh, Future Folk are high school students that want to stay connected, have a desire to serve, and then uh, by the time they're seniors in high school, they can uh, actually join a team and and be part of a Yoke team at a, at their middle school. Yeah, it was. Um it was a, a neat learning experience. Again, uh, um, you know, one thing that has been constant in my life is some involvement in yoke. Uh, there's several years in my professional life where I wasn't as involved, but from middle school to high school to then college, it was a constant. So, so despite them changing schools and changing environments and all those different things, yoke was that sort of stable force around me uh, all the way through college. And so, um, so future folk was another important step. So I was a yoke folk at uh, Powell Middle School for a while. Team leader was Stephanie Inger, uh, Stephanie Eric, and um, they're still really, around. They are. They are. <laughs> uh, enjoyed uh, getting to catch up with them in recent years. Um, 
I went after a couple of years, I think at Powell Middle School, I went to um, back to Northwest, which is sort of ultimately where I wanted to be because mm-hmm. it's right on school and felt sort of a calling to be there. And so I, I served several years at um, uh, Northwest Middle School on a great team. Uh, and serving as a yoke folk, again, had a lot of the same benefits for me as a college student. You know, I, one of the things, Jonathan, I think you've done really well at Yoke is remind us that we're ministering to college students as much as we are middle school students. And that was certainly true of me. It, it, just like I referred to a sense of belonging and comfort and that sort of thing in middle school, I got the same thing in college. This was something mm. I knew. These were people I, I had gotten to know and, and cared about and were doing work that was important to me. And so it was important to me, uh, and I certainly enjoyed pouring out into middle school kids. Yeah, that um, that sense of belonging in that community with the yoke folk, the volunteers, is something that uh, obviously coming to yoke from the outside, I wasn't familiar with it, but it was something that was obvious to me right away. And I think it's a big selling point. You know, uh, people, people want to serve and you think of this as maybe a volunteer opportunity, but uh, I think some folks are surprised to find out how uh, these, you know, this group of people that they volunteer with become a new community for them. So that's interesting that all these years later you bring that up. Well, one thing that's interesting that I haven't really, um, I don't know that when you and I talked about, but I've gotten clients from people that I met through Yoke. I have um, had business referred to me from people I served as uh, uh yoke folk with i mean it it's been something that has that that sort of family knit has stayed together to some degree you know even this many years later what uh i'm i'm curious uh what what led you was there anything that what do you remember a moment when you said i want to be a yoke folk what what led you to that decision (laughs) no i don't probably a little unique in this i think that from the time I graduated, you know, graduated, I'm using air quotes here, but uh, finished eighth grade, I sort of just knew I was going to be a yoke folk. Um, mm-hmm. When I was a middle school kid, the yoke folk at Northwest and some some of the other schools I knew through church. So I grew up in Wallace Memorial Baptist Church, and we had several active yoke folk when I was uh, in the youth group there. And so it was just in my mind, something that I knew that I was, I was going to do from the moment, you know, I was done being a yoke kid. It was okay. What's the next step? Yeah. So you yoke kids that are listening to the podcast, uh, that's, that's just a natural transition. You go from being yoke folk to or yoke kid to yoke folk. That's something we always want to establish. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I think that there are, we have some wonderful yoke folk now and have had for, for many years. I do think there's something unique about being a yoke folk after being a yoke kid and knowing sort of what it meant to you and what things were impactful to you, I think, help you serve. Absolutely. So, so I think if you're a yoke kid listening, think about, you know, if you're thinking this is something you really enjoy, just know that you are going to grow up more than you are now and, and you're going to have an opportunity uh, to make people feel good the way that, that you feel good about you. Yeah, you know, I, I say all the time, we're never going to stop recruiting. Uh, no matter where you are in your journey, when you join the Yoke family, we're happy to have you and we're going to invest everything that we have into you. But uh, our goal is to see those Yoke kids become Yoke folk. 
and uh, you've expressed it, uh, kind of your desire to go back to Northwest. We know that, you know, whether it's Northwest High School or Farragut, or Northwest Middle School or Farragut Middle School or, or uh, Rutledge Middle School or Vine Middle School, the, the very best uh, yoke folk that we have there are going to be the kids that walk those halls and, and were part of yoke as a kid and, and know uh, what it's like to, uh, to be in that situation. So uh, that's our goal ultimately for, uh, for yoke kids. That's the big win for yoke kids to grow up and become part of the yoke family or stay, stay part of the yoke family and, and join us in that work of transforming communities. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on today, uh, Gary, and to kick off this series is uh, being a yoke folk wasn't the end of your experience with the yoke family. Uh, you are now the, uh, I, like I, I jokingly said, you've ascended to the, the pinnacle of the yoke volunteer experience. Uh, you're, uh, you're now one of our members of our board of directors. So I thought I was out of breath from the 15 pounds I've added since the COVID quarantine <laughs> stuff, but now I realize it's just the altitude that helps me get out of breath. So thank the, you for that. The lofty volunteer heights that you reached. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, have been serving on the board now for uh, several years, and um, it, it's been so wonderful to just plug back in to the ministry and you know board meetings. Um, if you're you know younger person listening they're really not as exciting as what you may may think um you spend a lot of time listening to jonathan talk about numbers and it's just not nearly as exciting as you might think but what is exciting to me is to be able to take that and translate it out to know that you know we're growing we're able to serve more kids we're able to get into more middle schools we're expanding our reach and um, mentorship opportunities and we're doing things that are expanding our ministry. And, and that's exciting to be a part of uh, helping um, support that. I, I tell people all the time, uh, I, one of the best investments that we've made is, uh, I don't know, probably four or five years ago now, we began investing in our board and kind of launched this intentional board development process every year. And, and you've become a big part of that. But um, you know, one of the first people I reached out to as we launched that process was uh, Hugh Nystrom. I, I, I was going to say county commissioner Hugh Nystrom, but I'm not sure he was even a county commissioner at that point. Um, but uh, when I when I talked to Hugh about it, uh, you're the first name he brought up. He said, you got to meet Gary Drennan. Uh, so we, uh, we're glad that you've been a part of that process and, of course, now taking the leadership in some of that process. You know, I think that also involved a lunch at Jackie's Dream, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, <laughs> the original, <laughs> yeah, the original. So, like many things in my life uh, that are good, I can trace back to uh, Jackie's Dream. Yes, that's for sure. Uh, shout out to uh, a podcast sponsor Jackie's Dream over here on Woodland Avenue, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I don't. I think it's been. It's been great. I'm sorry I interrupted you. With my, no, I can't fine. hear Jackie's dream without sitting up straight and, and starting to slobber a little bit. Loosen your belt too, right? Yeah. Well, Gary, we're thankful that uh, you're part of the Yoke family. Uh, we, uh, we celebrate uh, kind of uh, 
thinking about your your beginnings as a yoke kid and serving yoke all the way through uh, future folk uh, yoke folk and now as part of the board we're thankful for your your service and all the different ways that you contribute to our ministry and we're thankful for uh, you joining us on the podcast today well thank you so much I, I do have an important question for you what what am sure. I supposed to do after this what's after the board is there what's the next step hmm we can discuss that <laughs> All right. I, I will be I will be lost without uh, without it. So I need you to tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm I'm open to uh, keep keeping that discussion going. That sounds great. All right. Thanks, Gary. Awesome. Thanks. Bye. To learn more about Yoke, visit yokeyouth.com. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes so you never miss an episode, and follow us on Instagram at yokeyouth.com.